Hi, it's Sally and Christina here again with you and we've come to Christina's Garden Shed which is rather lovely because this month is going to be when the sun is in Taurus so all things spring bursting to life coming forth and we've just eaten some delicious brioche buns with vanilla custardy cream type thing which was very Taurian as well so we've been getting ourselves in the mood to talk to you about this month's astrology. Hello. Hi. Uh, what were we going to talk about? Well, I think we should take a look at the month that's passed, first of all, as we usually do. Just a little look at how how it was. Um, and, of course, one of the main themes was um, Mercury retrograde, which actually dragged on. And when we're speaking, Mercury still hasn't yet got out of Pisces, but nearly. Yay! <laughs> and I'll be glad when it does. It's been quite awful for me. Well, not awful, <laughs> but I've been very... Um, I haven't enjoyed the energy really not enjoyed it because I've just had too many ideas I've been easily distracted diverted I've not really been my best self by any means it's been a bit bleh. <laughs> but you've had a better experience haven't you Christina uh yes because I'm Mercury retrograde in Pisces was retrograding all over my chart like mad so I was prepared yeah I'm an astrologer so I thought, well, I'm going to, you know, go backwards. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to do some. I went to see a psychic. That was just before. Uh, no, it's actually Mercury had started going. I went to see a psychic. I've been doing a lot of meditating. Um, I've been feeling really creative. I've been exploring my kind of past and my uh, family's past. So I've had a really cool and mellow time what can I say I did have one day where I did want to sort of kill myself but that was you know just just a few hours existential crisis <laughs> yeah I had an existential kind of crisis I did have one day where I did think what's the point which is I think quite mercury retrograde in Pisces when you have that what what are we doing here why not just give up you know which was a bit like what happened to the UK parliament as well which was a classic, if you want to know what Mercury retrograde in Pisces is like, just see what happened to the British Parliament during those weeks. Mm. It was just hilarious. If Complete it wasn't so sad. and utter shambles and confusion. Yeah. Say one thing, do another. Change your mind. Yeah. I did note that um, Theresa May, Jeremy Corbyn, Boris Johnson, I think, and that, what's that? awful person Reese Mogg yeah that one that <laughs> awful person um they all have mercury retrograde I think really? in their charts this must be a good time for them isn't it yeah they did change their minds if all mm. of them I'm not sure about Boris's chart, but they all changed their minds, didn't they, during that period? Yeah, I mean, it was particularly weird. It's just been a weird mm. time because, you know, Mercury doesn't like being in Pisces. And Mercury's precise mm. and clipped and to the point. And in Pisces, it's wallowing around. And also then there was Neptune in tow. It's very imaginative. Ah, yes. Yeah, very spiritual. <laughs> you see, this is how people experience these things differently, depending on your star sign, your natal chart. I'm just looking forward to Mercury going into <laughs> Aries, which is happening this week, and I'll be delighted. Mm. <laughs> Get things moving again. Yes. So, okay. Anyway. Moving on. Time. Moving on. So we are talking about the month that's coming up from April the 20th to May the 21st, 
when the sun is in Taurus, and as always, we'll talk a little bit first about the star sign. Taurus, one of the earth signs ruled by Venus. Do we like the sign of Taurus? We love Taurus. Mm. I have a Taurian daughter who is very beautiful and very clever and very... Oh, sorry, that was my computer making a noise. Um, and I have to say that we were just talking about this earlier and uh, thinking about, you know, Taurian, famous Taurians. And they're obviously Taurus rules the throat. Yeah. You know, so there are some incredible singers. Incredible singers. Ella Fitzgerald is yeah. my top fave who comes to mind when you think of that yeah. very rich voice. Mm. James Brown, you were saying? James Brown, the soul singer, I think, yeah. I mean, he had a classic voice, very distinctive. And, and distinctive deep, voice. rich. Yeah, deep and rich. And then a more modern day example, Sam Smith, who I love. Mm. I love his voice. It's very kind of poetic, lyrical voice. Mm. And Adele, who's mm. just, you know. She seems to, yeah, she's rolling in, rolls in from the deep for her, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, um, there's a kind of effortlessness about the singing as well. Mm. I, you know, that's the thing about uh, Ella Fitzgerald. She doesn't sound like it. She makes it sound so easy, mm. doesn't she? Mm. Mm. Um, and it's the news, it's ruled by Venus Taurus. And I have to say, we did flick through, uh, you know, uh, I had a look actually at my own website where I have a little list of them, but you know, there are some of the most beautiful, um, actors and actresses are born during this month. Mm. So it's yeah, the Venusian effect, isn't it? It the really stunning. is. Penelope Cruz, Michelle Pfeiffer, George, Thurman. George Clooney. Yeah. Um, oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. We were saying there was a bit of an eyebrow thing going on as well. There's, there's bushy eyebrows on a lot of them. Bushy eyebrows and quite, dis yeah, distinctive features again. So we noticed um, a few larger noses than normal, didn't we, when we were looking <laughs> yeah. through, which seemed to be a bit of a trend. And one of the classic ones was Barbara Streisand, who's yeah. a Santorus. Big voice. Huge Big voice. nose. Big nose. Um as, yes, we'll skip over what she said recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's furry eyebrows as well. Al Pacino. Uh, David Beckham. David Beckham, Golden Balls, <laughs> as we like to call him. I which think brings that, in something else. Which brings in the money, doesn't yeah. it? Because Taurus is the sign of money and yeah. wealth and luxury. and They are good at, you know, some Taurians are good at... Um, uh, gathering wealth and yeah, lead luxurious lifestyles. Audrey Hepburn, classic Taurus as well. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful, the thick eyebrows, strong eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Quite actually, quite a big nose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, she got she was she. It's interesting. The role she played was often a rags to riches role. Yeah, as well. True. You know, and my Breakfast fair, at Tiffany's and My Fair Lady, the classic one. I was mm -hmm. going to say, yeah, that's Sabrina. True. That's true. You know. And not why was she always matched up with those old men though? I mean it was like puts you off those Audrey Hepburn movies. Mm, does a little. Yeah, well, Humphrey Bogart must be sort of sixty five or something when mm. he's with her and plays it opposite her and Sabrina. Mm. She's sort of seventeen. Mm -hmm. Feels a little uncomfortable these days. Not quite right. No. Okay, so moving swiftly on from that as well. Yeah, moving swiftly <laughs> on from that. This I have to say, I I do just want to mention I I ended up watching this documentary on yeah. television, which turned it was the Queen and David Attenborough. 
both in the 90s, both Suntaurus, and this is another key feature of mm. Taurus, is the longevity. I mean, mm. the Queen is the longest ruling monarch. And it was just, you know, two of, two of our national treasures. And the whole programme was them wandering around the Queen's garden talking about trees. And I just thought, I've never seen such a Taurus programme in my whole life. So that, for me, was my, you know, symbol of what Taurus is all about. Yeah, gardens. Gardens, yes. Yeah. Things there's, growing. There's a really nice card in the Tower of the Nine of Pentacles, I think, is all we always think of this very Taurian, mm. of the person standing in her garden. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Having you know, we're surrounded by things growing. That's mm, mm. a productive sign. So, so we're hoping for a productive month. Is that true? Can we get things moving this month after? <laughs> well, yes and no is obviously the answer, as it always is with okay. astrology. Yes and no. No, because certain outer planets are all standing still. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Mars and Mercury are zooming forward and they're working together. They are, aren't they? Because we have Mars in Gemini um, for quite a lot of the coming months and until mid-May. And then Mercury moves into Aries. It'll be in Aries by the the time the sun moves to Taurus. And it remains here until May the 6th. So they're Mm. in mutual reception. They're in one another's signs, um, which means basically they're working together. They're helping Mm. one another out. That's brains in action. Brains and action. It's talk and get go. It's yeah. it's a great combination. So there is this feel of things moving quite quickly. And I think those are both also I would say those are the two planets of speed. Yes. Aren't they? Yes. So if you have any communications pro- projects, that kind of thing, get you can get them off the ground now. And also, mm. you know, just have conversations with people, talk things through, bat ideas around. And for me as well, it's because I've found, you know, that while Mercury was in Pisces, I had a lot of ideas bubbling away, but just couldn't kind of get them out there or make mm. them happen. So it does feel with this combination that it's, star, it's more proactive. Um, and I think for both star signs, Aries and Gemini, this can be a real mm. fast and speedy month. You know, just try not to hold back at all. Just, mm. just go, be spontaneous. Mm. Sow seeds, see which, you know, flourish and grow. Mm. And wouldn't you say also sort of for Libra, you know, the opposite sign to Aries, that, you know, you expect your partners, your people, your partners or your enemies, Mrs. May, to be working very fast. Yes. You know? Yes, and other people could take you along with them in some way. You could be swept off your feet or you could Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, take the lead from someone else as well if you're a Libra. I mean, you might have the right person come into your life this month to to enable you to make things happen. Especially because Venus is in Aries for some of the time as well, isn't she? Venus goes into Aries on the 20th of April, so that's pretty nice for Librans as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's in the relationship sector until May the 15th. Um, So, good time to pursue love, actually. Yeah, and allow allow love to pursue you, I would say, too. You know, Mm -hmm. the ball is really in the other court for for Librans at the moment. Um, And, you know, the same for people with born with sun and cancer, I also think that, you know, there might be quite a lot happening career wise. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the career sector, isn't there, for. for cancer i think also for cancer as well it's about using your connections because mm. you've got mercury there which is communication venus there the planet of relating so you know really um it's about teamwork in a way 
but also you never know who's going to be the person of influence. So it's kind of a man's to be nice to everybody yeah, be nice from to the everyone. bottom up kind of thing. Um, and also because my, because of that mutual reception of Mars, which is going to be what in Cancerian 12th house, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, that's quite interesting because Cancer is a sensitive sign, it's a psychic sign, and you know your intuition may be very, very accurate mm. um, this month. You may be very on point with people. Mm. Um, so I would also say with Cancerians, you know, a little bit mind what you say. Do you mm-hmm. know how sometimes when you just say the, the very thing, <laughs> that might not be the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because your psychic side is working over time. Okay. Um, what about Capricorns? Oh, it's fourth house, isn't it? Yeah. For Capricorn. So it's home and family. Probably a good time to get back together um, with the family. I mean, in, we've got the long weekend over here, haven't we? Mm. Um, coming up very swiftly. Um, this coming weekend, in fact, the first weekend. So it's not a bad time to get back together with family. Mm-hmm. Although I would, again, here, keep conversation light. Yeah. Not going to well, particularly with what else is happening in Capricorn. Yeah, um, I keep That's... things light. Don't go into the big, serious discussions. This is not the time to do that, is it? It's uh... well, you may find that you end up having to do that. Okay, I, I'm just let's just get that out there. There's this actually. Um, we were asked a question about this as well by yep. Sabrina about this particular thingy that's going on, which is what is happening in Capricorn. Oh my God. Um, uh, it's the combination of the South node, Saturn and Pluto mm-hmm. sitting there together in Capricorn. Furthermore, Saturn and Pluto are going to go retrograde. So they're actually stationing on this, this, this is a cluster. It's like, I was thinking it's like a, you know, a, a vortex of fear for some people. Let's, be honest because we have these planets which are really strong mm. and they're all sitting still and the question is what does that mean and that does it's going to have a, some kind of effect on most people mm. especially capricorns especially if you have anything around 19 to 24 degrees in the cardinal signs which is libra capricorn cancer and aries or in the earth signs maybe very good for you so it's as all things in astrology are it, it uh it can go either way okay mm-hmm. i you know it could be really a release of fear i think yeah a way of getting away from fear because that's the saturn conjoining the south node which happens exactly on the 30th of april yeah but it's really uh, and on the day that saturn turns retro it's really this whole period, really from the 20th of April onwards for a couple of weeks. Yeah, because Pluto turns retrograde on the 24th of April. Yeah. Um, and we've already seen, I think the day that Pluto was on the South Node, was that the day that we got the black hole? Um, or just about? No, because that was earlier in the month. Yeah, you're right. It was actually the day that Jupiter turned retrograde, which mm. I thought was lovely because, mm. um, you know, Jupiter is such this big planet um, in Sagittarius, kind of going further and farther, and we get this amazing image mm, it was on the of galactic the black center, hole, wasn't it? On the galactic center, but I mean, very much, I think, to do with Pluto. Yeah, yeah, definitely. On the South Node, which really has been—I mean, it was exact the beginning of this mm. month, but it's been a major because it's so slow moving, a mm. major influence throughout, and still is because mm. of um, 
you know, what's happening. There is a kind of theme of drains and toilets, I would say. Drains yeah? and toilets. Well, yeah, but yes. You know, are we going to flush ourselves down the toilet? What are you going to flush down the toilet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, interesting. Yeah, actually, speaking for a tradition, there's been a big problem with my dad's drains in France. <laughs> French drains, famously. <laughs> Um, which has actually been resolved during this, oh, you know, as Pluto okay. and uh, went across the south now. So whatever was blocked has now it's released. Now been released. Well, there we go. There's a good theme for what's happening with this. His this... neighbours are going to be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a sense of freshness coming into his environment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's really important that this, you know, I don't want to, no, I can't. One cannot overemphasize how uh, unusual this cluster mm. is, mm. and how it it really is an opportunity to get rid of something yeah. in your life, and to yeah. get rid of something that has been blocking you for a long, long time. Mm. Some kind of fear, something holding you back, mm. um, and it'll be different for different people. But you know. For example, I think for Cancerians it may be it'll be to do with relationships, mm. but for Sagittarians it can be money, you know, because mm-hmm. Sagittarius can have such a strange relationship with money. Yeah, um, you know that kind of you know how Sagittarius can be so kind of profligate and can veer really between being wildly generous or being wildly you know and money it's money burns a hole in a Sagittarian pocket. Yeah. And I, I think as well with this combination, you know, the South Node, you need to be careful. It's the things that you have been hidden or that you're not looking at or you've somehow, you know, it's, this is not a time to take things for granted either. Oh, I mean, no. with Sagittarius, don't take your money for granted. Check things out. Check things aren't disappearing down a, you know, black hole. Oh, <laughs> a absolutely. A bottomless pit. So, you know, wherever this triple... Um, conjunction falls in your chart it's just a a time as well to be a little bit more astute what am I not thinking about what has Mm. been hidden what am I not seeing there's a sense of that as well Mm. Um, I think also you know Gemini is another interesting sign with this black hole you know we call it the black hole now Um, but for Gemini it can also be about it's it can be about money also um, but but it's uh, about habits or the neuroses that you hold on to mm-hmm. for Gemini's in particular. You know, this is an opportunity to get rid of a habit. Mm. You know, mm. if you need to go to rehab, do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, allow yourself, you know, to li- liberate yourself mm. from something that's been holding you back. Mm. Yeah, and a sense of, you know, moving away from anything that is actually toxic in your life. Absolutely. And that doesn't do you any good, whatever that might be, whether it's, you know, um, a product, a food, a person, whatever. Mm. It's kind of a chance, really, to deal with whatever's toxic in your life. And I would say that another detox, another sign that can really detox with this is Leo. It's, it's you mm-hmm. know, it's happening there right in the house of health. You know, if you if you have... You know, this is the moment to detox, to quit a habit, to stop smoking, to, you know, I don't know, check out whether you've got a gluten intolerance, that kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. or uh, what else would that, you know, anything that is like about a bit of a purge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. 
So, so it's a real kind of strong energy, this. And again, yes, when we kind of got onto this through Capricorn and yeah. saying that it'd be a good idea to keep things light with family. <laughs> but actually, it's quite a serious time. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's going to be hard to keep things light, especially, you know, the cap- those, those of you who got, a, you know, who are right in the heart of this. Mm. Um, and expect certain things to end. Mm. You know, this is a, this looks like endings to me. Mm. And that, you know, once you're expecting stuff to end, then it's liberating. That's the whole point of astrology is that you can prepare for it, that there is some kind of liberation, there's endings coming up. And it's allowing you to get rid of stuff that's not working out in your life. You know, what isn't going well? What isn't um, working out for me? Where do I need to let go, close the door, move on? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, for Aries, for instance, that would be to do with work or to do with the kind of maybe a marriage or a status thing that you've had for a long time mm-hmm. that you don't really need anymore. Mm. Um, okay, so shall we move on as well to the other big thing that's happening this month, which is Uranus? Oh, Uranus, 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 Uranus. 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 Yes, <laughs> I mean, Uranus moved back into Taurus, didn't it, in March? But what's happening this month, of course, is that we get all these triggers with the inner planets. I mean, the sun is conjunct Uranus on the 22nd of April and then move into May. You get Mercury conjunct Uranus on the 8th of May, Venus conjunct Uranus on the 18th of May. So we get Uranus now moving through the first few degrees of Taurus. um, And this is when you're likely to see what the planet of change is bringing into your life. You may not have really felt it before. You know, I mean, it only recently moved. You probably could have felt it when it exactly moved. Mm. Um, do you think the Queen felt it? It was right on her sun. Do you think mm. she got a little Uranian tickle around her toes? Well, the Uranian tickle seemed to be about Philip, didn't it? Because I think, wasn't that when he crashed his um, Land Rover or whatever, and then his driving license was taken <laughs> away, which is a big classic. Christine is now <laughs> dissolved into giggles. I just love the idea of Prince Philip as the Uranian it's been called many things i'm sure um but uranus is so classic in you know accidents, accidents and yeah. car crashes or things happening suddenly um the unexpected um so you know who knows what's been going on behind the scenes in yeah. the royal quarters That's since that so there's been a it's uranian probably, tickle yeah there's been a uranian <laughs> so Yes, yeah, son. If you're a sun Taurus out there, where's your Uranian tickle? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's coming along fast and furious this month. Um, and you know, Uranus is a, can be fantastic, can't it? Mm. But the Uranian transits can be incredibly liberating and exciting, as long as you're ready for change. Yeah, they're awakening. They're yeah. revelation. They're, you know, they're they're adventurous actually. Yeah. Um, so, but you have to be ready for change. And, of course, the fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, sometimes they don't like this kind of cosmic yeah. kick up the behind which Uranus brings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i just thinking about that Uranian. Uh, the Uranian tick was already, you know, it does really affect the Aquarians, doesn't it? Um, because Uranus is your one of your... Your planets. One of your planets. Mm. And it's now going to be at a harsh angle mm. to your sign. Um, I'm, when I say harsh angle, it makes it sound um, difficult. But 
it's not necessarily it can be about moving house about finally getting out of some kind of rut that you're in mm. and i really think that aquarians can get very stuck mm. it's underestimated people forget that aquarius is a really is a fixed sign mm. you know mm. you can get stuck with your ideas mm. and also stuck with where you live not living in the right place and this is great for being actually finally being able to pick up sticks and move yeah yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, this Uranus is such a future-oriented planet. You know, in some way, this, this is when you finally can leave the past behind or whatever's been holding you firm, rigid. You know, it gives you a chance to, to kind of breathe and to, yeah, very much liberate yourself, I think, mm. from the past with what's happening. And that's also combining, you know, for, for Aquarians, combining that with this Saturn-Pluto thing. Yes. It's about, you yeah. know, the Saturn-Pluto for Aquarians can be about stuff that you've been lugging around that's not even your stuff, that's somehow family stuff or ancestral stuff, mm. or that you don't quite, you know, it's stuff that's been weighing you down that you mm. can finally get rid of and will liberate you. Combining that with the Uranus going into Taurus is it's powerful for mm. for Aquarians. Mm. Um, I just want to because the the star sign I think um, that also this is important for is Scorpio. Yep, opposite star sign. Um, and you know this this Uranus transit is changing relationships, whether personal, professional. Um, it might be about literally freedom from a relationship or it could be exciting things happening to a partner, someone close mm. to you, you know, and it's change in their lives that has a knock on effect in your mm. own life. Not necessarily in a, in a, in a bad way, but in an exciting way. In a good way. Mm. I, when I had that, this a transit similar to this, it was great for mm. my relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I found myself, suddenly hooked up with someone that i found fascinating and interesting right you know mm. yeah okay he's the guy in there still but <laughs> <laughs> he's still fascinating and interesting um but yeah no it changed my relationships in a really positive yeah. way yeah or brings in someone you know different yeah someone unconventional someone i don't know young and hip who knows yeah or someone's some ones, yes. Yeah. That's 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 the whole thing. Keep an open mind, isn't yeah. it, with Uranus? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean one person, mm. mm -hmm. um, but it does tend to be the person who is not of your tribe. That's mm. what I find. Mm. Not always, but someone mm. who's not of your tribe, who's mm. not the person that you know your parents would have chosen for you if they were arranging your marriage. Yeah, yeah, and which is which is awakening, isn't yeah. it? When that happens, someone who. You know, it exposes you to a completely new way of looking at the world. Mm. It's that kind of feel for it. Like also someone kind of weirdly inappropriate, but actually turns out to be appropriate. Yes. A toy boy, Sally. A toy boy. Okay. <laughs> Is that for me? Yeah, it's for you. There's I'll only one Scorpio in this room. I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know. I'll report back. Anyway, moving swiftly on, we should look take a quick look at the new moon and full moon. Oh yeah, we forgot about those because they're they're both quite nice, aren't they? In the month of May, do we like them or yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we don't not like them. I just the 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 new moon is on May fourth mm -hmm. uh, in this country anyway. New moon in Taurus. In Taurus, it's at 14 degrees, and it's sweet, but it's not actually making that many contacts. 
Um, it does sort of move on to make a very pretty good trine to the Saturn Pluto that we've been discussing. Mm. So I do think again this is because of new moon as well. New moon can also be about getting because it's the dark of the moon, isn't it? Mm. When we talk about the new moon, it's not just about planting seeds, right? That should come maybe the day after, but at the new moon, it is about letting stuff go. Um, so especially for Taurians, you know, bury something in the garden. I I quite like this new moon as well for Virgo. Yeah. Because there's going to, you know, you get these really good earth trines from the new moon. And also this is when the Saturn Pluto, you know, can come in a trine aspect, actually, mm. for Virgo. So it feels quite creative. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I would expand your horizons around this new moon. You know, go a step out of your comfort zone as well with it. Mm. Look what new opportunities come in. There's a creative vibe for me around it for um, for, for, Virgo. for Virgo and also actually it's about letting go of some creative uh, like if you have writer's block yeah essentially yeah um some creative blocks that have been holding you back for years possibly I mean we're talking very long things that have been going on a long time um and actually I think for Virgo you could do this through a partner a partner might be useful for you mm-hmm. opening up your horizons or helping you to be more creative or more imaginative in the way that you're approaching things and you you need to look up instead of down you know virgos can end up looking too much at the detail can't you yeah. and yeah. this is a uh you know a new moon you know and when we talk about this new moon we also mean maybe the two weeks after this two new moon about yeah. looking up and having a, a broader vision of what your work is actually for what mm. your creative work is for mm. um yeah a pisces of course mm-hmm. you know it's actually a pretty good new moon for pisces too because yeah, it pulls in the neptune neptune yeah. in pisces makes a lovely sextile aspect to the sun and moon yeah it's a sort of mini Taurus. grand time trine isn't it it's also it's a very creative uh although yeah it's about communications i guess yeah um you know you for for this is for pisces it's about starting if you were going to, you know, launch your new website or something. Mm. That, that's that's what it looks like to me. Mm. You know, if you're going to start a new creative, uh, uh, a new. Um, in fact, it's not so much about starting a new one. It's about letting go of the old one. Okay. Uh, and then starting a new one in the weeks that follow. Yeah. What happens at the at the full moon? I'm just going to get that up. And also just with that new moon for Pisces as well, I think it is about connections because mm. the, the earth signs are falling in the people sectors, mm. um, planets and earth signs. So it's very much about your connections and mm. using your connections well. Mm. Uh, the full moon is on the 18th of May with the moon in Scorpio opposite the sun in Taurus. Um, oh, Oh, yeah, but there's a Uranus-Venus conjunction around them. That's very nice. Um, yeah, it's on the same day, isn't it? The, yeah. The Venus-Uranus is on the 18th. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mercury is pulled into this full moon because Mercury by then has moved really swiftly around yeah. the zodiac and is um, at 24 degrees Taurus, so also pulled into the full moon. Um, yeah, it's an, well, obviously it's an important full moon for Scorpio, right? Because your full moon is the one that you have once a year. It's an important, uh, and it's, yeah, it's important for Aquarians as well, actually. This is about work and status. 
Um, but, you know, for Scorpios, this is a an emotional high tide point in the year. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. When you may be feeling, actually, you may be feeling kind of emotionally, I want to say unhinged, but not quite in control, mm. I think. There's a lot of emphasis at this full moon on the more, what you know, introvert signs. Yeah. Earth and water signs, actually. So it feels quite kind of reflective. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's probably a really good time to, to meditate, take time out around this full moon. Yeah. Um, tap into nature, tap into your kind of inner voice as well. Um, and, and that, in a way, for, you know, all the, all the star signs. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It's interesting that that, that, that around this uh, full moon, there's also that very nice trine from Neptune to the North Node. Yeah. So that's Neptune and Pisces to the North Node in Cancer, mm. and it may, so obviously it makes a sextile. It's making it means Neptune is making a sextile to the South Node, and this is possibly. And I'm going to relate this back to the Saturn Pluto thing again, but again, it seems to me that this may be a point where you start to actually get some healing or get some refreshment from the saturn pluto mm -hmm. you know it's it's like you it, the saturn pluto one of the things it offers is an opportunity to go very deep mm -hmm. yeah and to go uh, and to have some kind of shamanic or spiritual experience and that seems to me quite emphasized around this mm. um full moon in Scorpio, because Scorpio is also, you know, it's Pluto's sign. It's Scorpio full moon is a deep moon. Yeah, you know? it is. Um, it is tapping into deep emotions, isn't it? This, yeah, this full moon. Yeah, it's also very sexy, obviously, because mm -hmm. it's Taurus and Scorpio together. You know, yeah, they they are the signs connected with sex and reproduction things that they grow, really are and you know creation I, I know the rest of us feel a bit cross that these are like the really sexy signs of the zodiac i want to be the sexy sign of the zodiac <laughs> no it's scorpio and taurus sorry uh, i'm taken <laughs> they got I there wish. first um but they really are right mm, mm. you know there is something uh about these two signs it's, as you say it's mm. about reproduction yeah so let's see what we can create or give birth to around that yeah. full moon. Yeah. I reckon. Or just, you know, the other thing. Um, what else? That's it. I think we're there. I think we have whisked through the um, coming months. And I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to this month, actually. It feels like a, a good sort of positive whoosh of energy on the whole i know we're letting go a bit and yeah. going deep but well i'm going to be doing the aries mercury. you're going to be doing that i'm going to be feeling vaguely yeah. nostalgic for that mercury retrograde in mm. pisces already okay i miss well, you already i don't and on that <laughs> note we'll say goodbye bye <laughs> see you next month see you next time